If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. New Year's Day is the biggest holiday of the year in Korea. It takes place in January or February, on the second new moon after the winter solstice. Traditionally on that day, boys fly kites emblazoned with wishes for the new year, then let the kites do battle in the sky. Girls traditionally play games where they jump on seesaws and send each other flying acrobatically into the air. There's also family time. Everyone gathers at a relative's house and dresses in brightly colorful outfits called hanbok. Children get gifts of crisp paper money inside silk purses. Adults exchange small gifts as well. Cooking oil, fancy nuts, even spam nowadays. Then there's a huge feast with fruits, desserts, and savory dishes. Most importantly, people eat rice cake soup. The soup consists of coin-shaped rice cakes bobbing in beef broth. It might have eggs and scallions and other vegetables, too. According to tradition, when you finish your bowl, you are officially one year older. Like all ancient holidays, there are little superstitions surrounding New Year's Day in Korea. If you hear the chattering of a magpie, that's good luck. If you hear the cause of a crow, watch out you are in for trouble. The most lucky bird to see is the crane. If you spy a crane soaring above you that day, graceful and majestic, that's considered a blessing for the whole year. Korean New Year decorations often feature cranes for this reason. Sadly, though, it's getting harder and harder to see cranes in Korea. Explosive development in South Korea, as well as deforestation in North Korea, have all but destroyed their habitats. The most gorgeous crane of all, the red-crowned crane, has been reduced to just a few thousand individuals. It's now considered endangered. Biologists there lament that the crane could disappear for good, relegated to the realm of art and misty memories. Still, there is one place where the cranes flourish today. Just not a place you would expect. 
In fact, to visit that place, you'd have to be almost suicidally brave. There are landmines to navigate, barbed wire fences to climb, machine guns to dodge. So what is this place? It's Korea's biggest natural wildlife refuge. But it's more commonly known by another name. It's the war-ravaged border between North and South Korea. The infamous DMZ. From the Science History Institute, this is Sam Keen and the Disappearing Spoon, a topsy-turvy, sciency history podcast, where footnotes become the real story. The Korean Peninsula is the Poland of Asia, a land that's been overrun time and time again by the Chinese, the Mongols, the Russians. Before World War II, Japan colonized Korea. And after Japan's defeat in 1945, there was a vacuum of power there. Into that vacuum rushed combatants on both sides of the Cold War. U.S.-led forces backed a democratic government in the South. Soviet and Chinese-led forces backed a communist army in the North. The Korean War was the result. The Korean War is sometimes called the Forgotten War, but not for the people there. It was utterly devastating. The opposing armies deployed more napalm in Korea than got used in all of the Vietnam War. And they deployed that napalm in a far more concentrated area. This ravaged the landscape, destroying huge swaths of land. These scorched earth tactics, along with intense aerial bombings, left 5 million people in Korea dead or wounded and made refugees of another 5 million. The war ended in a shaky stalemate in July 1953. Korea was divided into a north half and a south half. To separate the countries, leaders set up a demilitarized zone, or DMZ. It was a thin, twisted ribbon of land running mostly east and west, 155 miles long and 2.5 miles wide. Before the war, this land was mostly sleepy farmland, much of it reclaimed from drained marshes and clear-cut forests. It was supposed to be a temporary boundary until Korea united again. But you know what they say, there's nothing so permanent as a temporary arrangement. There used to be a dozen roads and four railroads running north and south through the DMZ, but all of them were cut off suddenly. And to make sure no one could get through on foot, both sides threw up huge barricades, as well as electrified fences with concertina wire. Soldiers with guns also patrolled the perimeter. It was two hated adversaries glaring at each other across a thin strip of land. Unluckily, a few villages were caught within that strip of land. On the South Korean side, at least, the villagers are mostly farmers. They sell bags of rice stamped DMZ as ghoulish souvenirs. With the help of UN soldiers, the villagers of Taesong provide for their families while living only a stone's throw from the north. The main South Korean village is called Taesong-dong. It has about 200 people. It also has one of the world's largest flagpoles, a tower 320 feet tall. 
The flag alone on top weighs an incredible 287 pounds. The South Korean government erected it in the 1980s, essentially as a big middle finger to the North Koreans who could see it. Not to be outdone, the North Korean government built an even larger flagpole in a village on the other side. It's a 535-foot tower with a 600-pound flag. It would take gale-force winds to even coax a ripple from a flag that big. Charmingly, the North Korean village also has gigantic speakers that blare anti-democracy screeds day in and day out. Plus, some marching music to change things up now and However silly this posturing seems, the DMZ remains a painful symbol of division in Korea, not to mention a source of constant fear. Bill Clinton once called the DMZ the scariest place on earth. Given how high tensions run there, especially after North Korea acquired atomic missiles, and you can see what he meant, it is a terrifying place. But that only makes the ecology of the DMZ all the more amazing. As early as the 1960s, biologists in Korea noticed that something unusual was happening there. Beyond a few villagers, no humans were allowed to enter the DMZ. Roads and bridges soon fell into disrepair, and no one was clearing lands there for farms or golf courses or malls. For the first time in tens of thousands of years then, plants and animals could just exist. They no longer had to compete with the pressure of human beings. Luckily, the DMZ happens to cut through a cross-section of nearly every type of ecosystem in Korea. Mountains, marshes, rivers, caves, oak and pine forests. So there were refuges for nearly every type of native creature. Abandoned farms there also reverted to woodlands, providing even more space. As a result, wildlife in the DMZ is flourishing. The big mammals there include leopards and lynxes and seals. There's even a type of deer with fangs. <laughs> Actual fangs. Fangs that would make a saber-toothed tiger jealous. Excitingly, people have also spotted rare creatures there, like the Asiatic black bear. There are even signs of the regal Siberian tiger, which was long thought extinct on the Korean peninsula. Beyond mammals, the DMZ is even more important for birds. Vultures, eagles, swans, ducks, woodpeckers. Many of these birds are migratory, and they stop in Korea on their way to Mongolia or China or Russia, or even lands as distant as the Philippines or Australia. One thing migratory birds need is a safe place to rest on their journeys, and the DMZ offers plenty of clean rivers and pristine forests. For some endangered species, like the red-crowned crane of Korean New Year fame, the DMZ has meant the difference between existence and extinction. There's a few interrelated reasons why Korea has so little untouched nature left. One is population density. Geographically, North Korea is the size of Mississippi, but with a rough population of Texas. 26 million people in a state six times smaller. South Korea is even more crowded. It's about the size of Kentucky, but with 52 million people. 
Imagine squeezing the entire population of California into one-fourth the area, and then adding a whole nother Los Angeles in there. That's South Korea. And because all those people need places to live and work, nature gets squeezed out. The other reason the environment has suffered in Korea is competition between the North and South. Both sides want to prove that their economic and political systems are superior, so they undertake massive projects to boast and brag. In the South, that's led to sprawling developments, industrial farms, and manufacturing plants, not to mention all the pollution that accompanies such projects. In the North, that's led to massive deforestation, plus all the problems that deforestation entails, like erosion and pollution runoff into waterways. Overall, Korea has denuded itself of much of its natural beauty. The DMZ is the one place where untouched landscapes and animals still thrive. Overall, an estimated 5,000 species now live inside the DMZ, including 106 endangered ones. But hold on a second here. You might be wondering something. The DMZ is barricaded and heavily patrolled. It's pretty much cut off from the rest of Korea. So how do scientists know that nature is thriving there? After all, you can't exactly waltz into the DMZ with a clipboard and start doing field work. So how do scientists even study the place? Have you ever wanted to appreciate books or movies or music from another culture? Do you have a big trip coming up and want to get beyond the tourist spots and immerse yourself in local culture? No matter what the reason, Rosetta Stone is the language program for you. Rosetta Stone has been the expert in language learning for 30 years. Millions have used it. Rosetta Stone knows what works for getting started, remembering what you've learned, and motivating you to stay on track. Plus, the built-in True Accent feature gives you live feedback to improve your pronunciation. It's like having a personal trainer for your accent. So don't put off learning that language. Start today. For a limited time, Disappearing Spoon listeners get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Scientists study the DMZ in a few ways. They use telephoto lenses and remote video cameras to spy on critters from afar. 
For migratory birds, they count the number flying in and flying out from other areas. Satellite footage has been helpful as well, especially in studying plants and the recovery of ecosystems. Plus, there are soldiers mucking about. Now, I would urge some caution here about taking what these soldiers say at face value. After all, they are young and scared and often sleep-deprived, and the power of suggestion is real. There's a reason why the sailors of yore used to see bogus things at sea, like mermaids and kraken. But for what it's worth, soldiers have claimed sightings of tigers and other big beasts in the DMZ. And these stories can supplement other data like paw prints or remotely captured videos. The overall lesson of the DMZ is that, if given a real chance, nature can heal itself. In fact, the DMZ is not the only accidental nature preserve in the world. Take the old Berlin Wall. For decades, a population of wild rabbits thrived in the no-man's land between the two sides of the wall. Life amid death. Similar things have happened in other places. In Colorado, there's a place called the Rocky Mountain Arsenal, where the military once produced chemical weapons during the Cold War. Today, it's filled with deer and buffalo. Heck, even Chernobyl, the nuclear meltdown site in the former Soviet Union, is now more or less a nature park. It boasts of bears, wolves, boars, and wild horses all running around free. But among all these accidental refuges, the DMZ stands out, both for the amazing animals there and for how pristine it is. A scar of war that, once it healed, became more beautiful than everything around it. In olden times, people sometimes called Korea the land of embroidered rivers and mountains. There aren't many untouched mountains or rivers left now. The DMZ is a rare place where that nickname still holds true. So what does the future hold for the DMZ? Both North Korea and South Korea say they want a united peninsula overall, albeit only on their own terms. But just like with the once bitterly divided East and West Germany, you have to think unification will happen someday. And then what? Unlike when the Berlin Wall fell, you won't have people rushing across the DMZ pell-mell after reunification. Roads and rail lines need to be rebuilt first. More importantly, there's an estimated one million landmines in the DMZ, which will cost an estimated billion dollars to remove. Birds and most other critters don't set the landmines off because they don't weigh enough, but people would. Still, with enough effort, you can remove landmines. And sadly, many people take it for granted that, once it's safe to enter the DMZ, real estate developers will gobble it up. Given how crowded Korea is, they argue that the empty land would simply be too valuable to lie fallow. That's why many scientists and conservationists desperately want to act now. They want to sign a treaty to make the DMZ a permanent national park, in the mold of Yellowstone in the United States. As supporters of this idea point out, land can have economic value beyond its potential as real estate. Yellowstone alone brings in $1.5 billion in revenue every year. Perhaps the DMZ can become something similar, a financial boom as well as an ecological one. And perhaps it can be something even more. Obviously, there are vast political and economic differences between North and South Korea. But maybe preserving a small slice of the embroidered rivers and mountains, the Korea of old, 
is one issue where they can see eye to eye. One area where they could come together and agree on something. And if they can do that, sit down and negotiate one issue, then why not others? It sounds a little woolly and utopian, I guess, but working together to preserve the DMZ could be a first step on the path, however long and hard, to reunification and reconciliation. Stranger things have happened. I started off this episode talking about the Korean New Year, and I mentioned that Koreans consider the crane a symbol of good luck. But beyond just being lucky, cranes are also a symbol of peace. And if saving the DMZ can bring the two Koreas back together, and finally end the ugly, lingering effects of the Korean War, well, then those cranes flying gracefully overhead will be more than just a symbol of peace. They will be the reality of it. This is the Disappearing Spoon podcast, brought to you by the Science History Institute. Find out more about their library, museum, and multimedia magazine at sciencehistory.org. Make sure you check out the Science History Institute's other awesome podcast, Distillations. You can find their in-depth narrative stories and interviews about everything from space junk to sex, drugs, and migraines anywhere you get your podcast and on their website distillations.org You can find more incredible stories from my books at samkeen.com You can also book me as a speaker at your school or event. If you like this podcast, please support it at patreon.com slash disappearing spoon. It costs as little as seven cents per day. You can also get bonus episodes and signed books. Please spread the word to others as well and subscribe in iTunes, Stitcher, or other places. This episode was written by me, Sam Keen. It was mixed by Jonathan Pfeffer and produced by Mariel Carr, Rigoberto Hernandez, and Padmini Raghunath. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.